Welcome to the Heart Matters Podcast with your host, Ibn Leon. Join us as we explore the intricacies of spirituality and self-improvement. Gain a fresh perspective on enhancing your spiritual, emotional, and mental well-being through the fusion of spirituality and self-improvement. Enjoy Ibn's engaging conversations with guests from diverse backgrounds. They share unique perspectives on personal growth and holistic health. From spiritual leaders to relationship experts, entrepreneurs to creatives, each episode delivers knowledge and inspiration. Tune in to the Heart Matters podcast for profound conversations and practical advice empowering you to live your best life. Chapter 5 Inspiring Stories Bismillah Walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalam ala rasulillahi amma ba'd in the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful. All the praises and thanks are due to Allah. And we send peace and blessings upon his servant and messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, who was born in Mecca and died in Medina over 1,444 years ago. Welcome to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast. This is Chapter 5, Episode 2, Inspiring Stories. And I said, well, let me come on and just share with the audience my story about how Allah blessed me to become Muslim. So it started when I was young, when I was like 11 years old. I didn't know that at the time. I, di I didn't know that was the beginning of it. I had no idea. But one day, uh, one of my older sisters, she came home from school and we, we grew up in, uh, in Newark, New Jersey. So she came home from, and she was going to uh, Malcolm X Shabazz High School at the time. So she came home from school one day. I was I was 11 years old, 10 or 11, somewhere around there. And she came home one day, and she had this big green book. And it was wrapped up in plastic, right? And I asked her, you know, if I could see it. And she was like, no, you know, you can't. Mess with it, you know, it's, you know, it's like, I don't remember her exact words. She was like, you know, it's a special book and stuff like this. And she put it up on the shelf in the bedroom. And like, you know, that, the, like at that time, I didn't really pay attention to it. Like, but sometimes I would be like running around the house and playing and stuff like that. And every now and then I would just stop and look up at this book. You know, and I would, I, I was, I was wondering, well, what is so special about this book? Why is it up there? You know, but I never touched it. 
I never touched it, right? But I always, because it, it was on the shelf, but it was like hanging off the shelf. So I could see the, the edge of it. So every now and then I would just stop and look up at this book like, what is so, you know, what's so special about this book, you know? But I never touched it. So we fast forward. So I'm 19 years old. I go to prison. I'm in prison, so like I'm in prison, you know, because you know, I'm in prison and pretty much when I get there, I'm pretty much doing the same stuff that I was doing on the street, except for I wasn't on the street, you know, it wasn't, you know, women involved and stuff like that. But you know, I was getting high, I was acting a fool, I was cussing like a sailor, I was, you know, you know, I was just ignorant, right? So, like I said, I was 19 years old, you know, and I was just a fool. And they, you know, just an ignorant guy. So I was on a wing. It was a seven wing. I was in Trenton. I was on the wing. It was a seven wing. And that was a single cell situation where you were in the, you were, I was in the cell by yourself. Everybody was in the cells by yourself on seven. So one day, a big riot broke out in the in in the in the mess hall. I was I was I was already back in my cell, but this big fight broke out, and it was so massive. A lot of police got hurt and everything like that. So they decided they were going to close down seven because I'm going to get into all the details. But it was. Because Seven Wing the way was the way it was, that is where most of the police got hurt at. Because it was there were there were there were hiding places for prisoners where they could hide. So when the police ran in, they couldn't see them. So because of that, they decided, like immediately after the the, the riot, that they were going to close down Seven. Right, and I was on seven. So instead of moving me to another cell, they just took me out of cell and they put me in lockup. Now I, you know, I wasn't supposed to be there because I didn't do anything. Right, but they just took me because they was moving everybody off seven. So I'm in the, I'm in lockup. Then I come and I, I, they take me over to you know like a lockup side, and then I said, look, I said, listen. I'm not supposed to be okay. It's okay, well, you know, like, a lot of the jail is, you know, the single cells, you know, locked down like this, but since the only place you can go is four wing. And four wing is triple lock. It's three people to a cell, right? And it's, you know, a lot of homosexuality and stuff like that, you know. So it was like, you know, we'll let you out, but, you know, that's that, you know, that's the only spot we got for you over there. I said, okay, no problem. You know, I'll get him. It wasn't no problem. Yeah, I wasn't worried about it. You know, so I went on over there, you know, and then I was upstairs and then I moved downstairs, right? There was upstairs and then downstairs. I moved downstairs. So it was triple lap. And then eventually they made it and they, they, they made it into double lock. So they got rid of the third person and it was only two people in the cell. 
So by then I was, you know, I was there over there for, you know, for a while and I started writing poetry and, you know, I, I got me a typewriter and stuff like this. I started writing a lot of poems and stuff like this. So there was an individual who moved in myself. I can't remember his name it saved my life. I don't, I don't remember, but he claimed to be a Muslim. He wasn't. That was his claim, but he wasn't a Muslim. And I found that out later on because I, I didn't know, I didn't really know what a Muslim was, you know, so I couldn't, I couldn't confirm or deny whether he was telling the truth or not. But all I know is he never prayed. You know what I'm saying? He never, he never read the Quran. So, you know, looking back on it, I know that he wasn't a Muslim, but he claimed that he was. So, you know, I, I would, I would let him read some of my poems and stuff like this. Right. So one day when, you know, he finished reading a couple of my poems, he said, look, you know, you, you should read the Quran. I said the Quran. He's like, yeah, you should, you should. And by then, I knew what the Quran. I knew what the Quran was. I I hadn't read it yet, but I knew what it was. He said, you should read the Quran. So I knew, you know, a guy, you know, that I could get a Quran from, right? So I went to him and I said, look, you know, let me let me borrow your. And when he came to 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 his gate to give me the Quran, it was just like the book that my sister had. It was a big green book and it was wrapped up in plastic. This big green book wrapped up in plastic. It was just like that. It, and I found it was a Yusuf Ali translation. Right? So I got the book. I went back to myself, you know, and, you know, because of the experience that I had with the Quran when I was younger, when my sister brought it home and it, told me I couldn't touch it because it was a special book and she put it up on the shelf. I had respect for the book. I have respect for the book automatically. So I would like, I didn't know how to make evolution or wudu or anything like that. I didn't know how to do any of that. So I was like, wash my hands and stuff like this and like rinse my mouth out and stuff before I would read it. So I started reading every day. And the first thing that I read, I started from the beginning. And anybody who knows about the old Yusuf Ali translations, I don't know if they've changed them now. I don't know. But with the big green ones, he starts with a biography of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That's what he starts with. He starts with a biography of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It's not real, it's not real long, but it's long enough for us to get to know who the prophet said something was before revelation, how he received revelation and like this. So I read that first and I was totally moved. I, I was like, I was like, this is incredible. He, I was like, this is incredible. Right. So that just motivated me to read the book. Right. So I, I you know, I was reading and stuff like this. And, and you know, and I was just picking verses, you know, I'm picking different verses and things like this, right? So then, uh, so then the, the guy that was in my cell who claimed to be a Muslim, who never went to Jumar, he said, man, why don't you just go down there to the Jumar services? But he never came. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. Anyway, I went to Jumar. I went to Jumar. And did Jumar. And, you know, they had a guest section in the back. So that's where I sat at, like a guest rug in the back. So I sat there. 
you know, and I was just, you know, I was taken by, you know, the prayer and things like this. So one, one day, like this was June, I believe was, I was going to school because I was, you know, I was trying to get my, my GED and stuff like this, you know, cause I didn't graduate from high school on the street. So I was trying to get my GED and everything. So there was a classroom across from the class that I was in, that we were in, where we were going to school. And you could see there was like a, a window there and you could see the chalkboard in that classroom. And I looked in there and it was some, some Arabic written on the board. I didn't know what it was at the time, right? So I said to one of the guys and, and that was in class with me, I said, what is that on the board? In there. He said, Oh, that's Arabic. He said, That's where the Muslims study at. You know, they learn Arabic over there. And the just the way it was written in the the calligraphy of it, I said, Man, I, I need to learn that. I was like, Yeah, I need to learn that. Right? So the I think it was the following Juma or the Juma after that, there was an individual who they used to call Big Fruity. That wasn't his name then. He was he was from the nation of Islam, Wood, who are not Muslim, by the way. Right. But he he had become a Muslim. So he came in to give the Friday talk. He came in to, do, to give the khutbah. So he's a big guy. Right. So he's up there and he started reciting the Quran. I don't remember what he was reciting. All I know is he started reciting a portion of the Quran. And he had this big, thick voice with that, like, and he was like, you know, he was like, uh, like all the bloody ministry, thorn regime. And he started reciting this. And I was like, and Elijah, I'm sitting in the guest section. I was like, wow. You know, I was just, so then when, when it was over, they prayed and everything. I went to one of the guys who was on security. His name was Saudi. Right. He was he was my first he was my first teacher in Islam. He was my first teacher in Islam. His his name was Saleh Abdul Latif. He's from Camden, New Jersey. Remember him? Yeah. Strong brother, man. I'm in love. So I didn't know him at the time, but I went to him. I said, Man, I said, brother, you know, what was that? He was reciting. Right? He said, Oh, that was the Quran. I was like. And I said to myself, I was like, I was like, I got, I got to get it together, you know, <laughs> some type of thing, right? <laughs> so then Sully started you talking. He said, "Look, you know, you come down here every week because I had been going for like four weeks or something like this." So he said, "Man, you know, next week when you come back, you might as well just go ahead and get in the ranks." I said, "Man, but I, you know, I'm not Muslim." He said, "Don't matter, man. Just get, it. just go on up front like that." So the next week. That's what I did. I came in, you know what I'm saying? You know, that I wasn't, I, I hadn't taken much of yet. You know what I'm saying? I went up and I sat in, I was in the first rank. I went in the first rank and I just sat there, you know, and listened to them about. So, so like when I went in, I said, well, you know, what about when they get in pray? You know, I asked, I went to Saulie and I said, well, what about when they pray? He said, man, just follow them. That's what that's what he told me. He said, just, you know, just do what they do. I said, okay. So I went up. I sat in the first rank and, you know, he gave me, you know, 
You better give you the talk and everything like this. And they got up to pray. And I just followed them. Shoulder to shoulder, heel to heel. I lined up the way they lined up everything. So when they, you know, they did the top beer, you know, so I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what to say. So I just raised my hands the way they did. You know, I put my hands where they did. So, like, hold the whole prayer. I'm watching them. You know, I'm watching the guys. <laughs> it was great. It was great. So, finished, you know, and I just, you know. So then I kept reading the Quran. And I remember, I remember there was a, a it, like, back then it was like the Nation of Islam and, you know, all of these other people trying to call you to this and call it. So I just cut everybody off. I stopped. So one day, this guy uh, in the yard, the same guy who gave me the Quran to read, offered me some weed. And you know, back then, weed was my my weakness. That was the go-to drug for me, right? So he offered me some. You know, I said, "Nah, man, I'm good." I was like, "Nah, I'm good." You know, I stopped getting high and everything. Right, and I stopped hanging around the guys that I was hanging around. I just, I just hung by myself because the Quran was. It, although I was just reading the translation, it was, it was, you know, and I was going to Jumu'ah every week, and it was, and Allah was just, you know, He was just guiding me, you know, and then, you know, I, I would, I would, you know, talk to Allah. I was making prayer, like I would talk to Allah and ask Him to guide me and this and that, you know, like I was just, you know, so. I uh, I remember this turning point. I started reading, and I went to the I went to the Quran one day, and I saw this chapter. It was called the B. It was called the B. And I just started reading from this chapter, called the B. So, and I remember there was a very significant part that I read that really struck me. So I'm just going to read a little bit of it. Just the translation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to read the, the Arabic of it because I wasn't reading the Arabic then. I wasn't reading the actual Quran. I was just reading translation. I didn't know Arabic yet. So I, I started reading and I read, <laughs> excuse me, I read, and we have not set down the book to you except that you may explain clearly unto them those things in which they differ and as a guidance and a mercy for the people who believe. And Allah sends down water from the sky. Then he revives the earth with it after its death. Verily, in this is a sign for people who listen. And verily in the cattle, there is a lesson for you. We give you to drink of that which is, which is in their bellies from between excretions and blood, pure milk, palatable to the drinkers. And from the fruit of date palm and grapes, you derive strong drink and a goodly provision. Verily, and this is indeed a sign for people who have wisdom. And your Lord inspired the bee, saying, 
take you habitations in the mountains and in the trees and in what they erect. Then eat of all fruits and follow the ways of your Lord made easy for you. There comes forth from their bellies a drink of varying colors, wherein is healing for men. Verily, and this is indeed a sign for people who think. And Allah has created you, and then he will cause you to die. And of you, there are some who are sent back to a feeble old age so that they know nothing after having known much. Truly, Allah is all-knowing, all-powerful. This is part of what I read. That was the tournament. So after that, like I would just go to the yard. It was it was only like maybe two weeks after that I took my shot. So I would just like I would walk in the yard and I I couldn't see much of nature, but I would like look at the sky and look at the trees and stuff like that. You know, just you know, just based on what I was reading and sort of to not, right? And so I, w- I went back to Juma. So I told the guy in my, in, in my cell who wasn't a Muslim. I told the guy, I said, man, I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I think I, I, I need to become a Muslim, right? So I didn't do it that way. I didn't do it that way. And it was on September the 6th, 1991. I didn't do it that way. I did it the following week. September, the, I think it was September the 15th, or whatever it was. I did it the following week, the following Juma. When I told, uh, I told Sully, I said, look, man, you know, I'm ready, man. So he went to the email. You know, he went to the email, told the email, yeah, brother, you know, he's ready, you know. So I, <laughs> so I went up, you know, took my shahada, shahada wa la Allah, wa shahada Muhammad Rasulullah. And I bear witness there's no deity worth the worship except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the saving messenger like this. Everybody came up, you know, back then, you know, they would do the top beer and you would say, Lord, Lord, top beer, Lord, Lord. Everybody came up, I mean, everything like this. And that, that was, that was the beginning. After that, you know, the, you know, there was a, uh, there was more than over, there was more than there. Uh, his name was, uh, Ali Muslim, you know? And so then I moved in with Sali cause Sali was down the hall in four wings. So I moved in with him. You know, and he taught me how to pray and stuff like this, how to make evolution and all that stuff. And then but there was a Mu'adhan, you know, and his name was Ali Muslim. And then back, I was a singer, you know, I used to sing. So, Sali taught me the other day. So, I learned, I learned how to call the other day, right? So, he, he told me, man, he used to look, you know, uh, so they, you know, they gave me a name, and it was uh, uh Sadiq. That was the name, a Sadiq, not Sadiq, Sadiq with Sad, right? So he went to the man. He said, "Look, you know, Sadiq, and you know, he know how to call it Dan, and you know, he could be the second Muezzin." So I became the second Muezzin. So when you know, when uh, when Ali Muslim didn't, you know, feel like calling or whatever, he wasn't there or whatever, I would call the Dan. And then Ali Muslim got transferred. And I became the first boy. You know, so this is, you know, this is just, 
a little bit of the story. Uh, Alhamdulillah, and I thought, you know, being that this was chapter five and chapter five was about inspiring stories, I said I would come on, you know, and share mine briefly. Uh, also, you know, before we get out of here, I'm looking for Muslims to come on and share their story, whether they are reverts or they were born in Islam, I'm looking for them to come on to inspire others to give some da'wah to share their story. If uh, any Muslims that are listening or watching are interested in doing that, uh, please reach out to me via email at spiritualcoaching.150 at gmail.com. That's spiritualcoaching.150 at gmail.com. I thank you guys for all of your support and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Heart Matters Podcast for relationship, spiritual coaching and resources. Go to the Heart Matters brand link tree which is linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. That's linktr.ee slash L-O-U-I-S-M-O-R-R-I-S. And we will see you again soon.